What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Darts Golf Podcast. We had a great week at the U.S. Open this week. We crushed it, if I cannot say so myself. Well, you can say so yourself, and you just did. <laughs> Jack, Jack, what did you? We'll start with you. What did you do this weekend? How did how did your weekend go? Because you saw a lot more of the golf than I did. Unfortunately, with it being Father's Day, I had a little. I had some family travels that were going on. So I, I watched a grand total of about four golf swings all week. Oh yeah. <laughs> but well, I went back and looked at all the information. Listen, what I will say is you need to go on to NBCSports.com and rewatch Sunday because that was one of the best days of golf I have physically watched in my life. It was an F you into the LIV um, tour, live tour, whatever it's that stupid thing is called that it was a, it was the greatest thing that could have happened. It was remarkable because you're not going to see it on any other tour and, you know, European tour, LPGA tour, um, maybe the LPGA tour, cause their, their caliber is just unreal, but you had four of the top players in the world battling it out, coming down to the wire. You had Rory McIlroy pushing, you had guys making a name for themselves, Aaron wise. It was remarkable. Um, it was just, it was honestly one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. And the last thing I will say has Will Zalatoris become the Greg Norman of today's game. Take a deep breath. All right. We're not there yet. Everybody chill. I mean, his numbers were great. I'm cool with it. Um, I saw he's played in, in 11, 11 majors so far. His first major was the U.S. Open, but he was an amateur and he missed the cut. So we'll take that one out of the equation. Um, the Another one, he had to withdraw due to an injury. So that leaves you with nine majors, right? Oh, yeah. He's gone eight for nine on making the cuts in those majors with his worst finish being tied for, I want to say, 28th. Which is nuts. And I'm not saying it as a disrespectful thing. I'm saying Greg Norman was the guy that was that close every single major it felt like in his heyday uh i don't know if you saw my tweet yesterday this could be the pinnacle of will zalatoris here we go you take will zalatoris and pair him with brad faxon and tell me he doesn't win six majors next year there he wins 13 times next year you get the one of the greatest players of all time and brad faxon get that kid going it's over yeah yeah i mean theoretically I I don't want this unnecessary pressure to be on Zalatoris. He's played great. Let's let's just continue to have him play great. Yeah, I know I the impact of the turn dog golf pod has on his pressure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll keep betting him as long as they don't make him more expensive than like Rom and and Justin Thomas and everybody else. If he stays in that pricing, I'll continue to get to him, and that's yeah. all that matters because he'll keep making me money. That sounds part. like a plan, and um, I'm gonna cut you off right here. Tell them about your weekend. Tell them, because you, like I said, you were on a trip and you came back to how much money? So, all right. So uh, there's a little, little story time with Liam. I uh, I was in a spot that had like the worst cell reception in all t- of all time. So I had no idea how my lineups were doing. I figured out on Friday that on FanDuel, all of my guys made the cut and on DraftKings, all but one of my guys made the cut. But I didn't really understand where that put me in terms of perspective. Um, so I finished fifth on the $1 entry on FanDuel for a nice $32 return. 
That was fun. Um, and then DraftKings, I, I unfortunately did not put that in more lineups because I was first in the double up and I think I scored. Let me, let me double check here. Sorry. Gotta, well, gotta, I mean, right off the bat, we're at 320% return on investment. Uh, yes, I had a 320% return on investment. I bet a grand total all weekend of, I'd say 12 bucks, and I walked away with 65. So the return See, on investment yeah. is hard to complain about. The one bet that you go, you know, I'm going to bet a dollar this weekend instead of your normal <laughs> amount, and you walk away with that. That's, I know it's like bittersweet, but hey, you're turning 12 into 65. That's a freaking win. So I scored 377.5 points on DraftKings, which puts me in the top 5% of all lineups made on DraftKings for the week. Mm. So that was good. And then I, again, I was, I was fifth on FanDuel and honestly, I don't know how I'm going to beat it, but you know, we're going to have to make it work. I, I guess I'll start actually running through the lineup instead of just talking about all that. Uh, we'll start on DraftKings. I had Rory finish tied fifth. Xander tied 14th. Honestly, it felt like a disappointing tied 14th too, but like you'll take it anytime because he was been playing so well in U.S. Opens prior to this year. And he, I guess yeah. 14th is like disappointment level. Uh, Fitzpatrick was first. Sungjae missed the cut. That was unfortunate. because he missed Unexpected too. Yeah, he missed it right on the number. I, if he would have made the cut, uh, I could have walked away with, like, another grand. Uh, that would have been fun. Uh, Justin Rose was tied 37th. And then Denny McCarthy, who was my low ball pick on a lot of fronts last week, finished tied 7th. That was yep. really kind of the dagger that, uh, yep. that did a little bit of separation. Told you, dude. It's... This is the benefit, and I, and I try to tell people this, of listening and doing your research, even if it's for a half hour in your car ride. We both talked about Denny McCarthy this week. Yep. We both did. It's guys like that. Obviously, everyone can go, Justin Thomas is going to have a great week. That doesn't take skill. That's saying, oh, he's the third most highest odds. You know, it's, it, That's where you win. Well, to be fair, I said um, I said Danny McCarthy, and then I said if you want to be different, do Lucas Herbert. And Lucas Herbert did miss the cut, unfortunately. Well, that's why you don't uh, want to be different. <laughs> but so, but sometimes you know you got to take a chance. But on all of my lineups and big things outside of my bet for Lucas Herbert, um, I stuck with Danny McCarthy, and it worked out well. It was a really kind of a, a go for it all, or not really win much, just based on that pick. But it worked out quite well. What about yeah. you, though, Jack? How'd you do well, that? yeah. So listen, I made money, but I definitely didn't win five times my value on my DFS. Um, so like you washed on your sports book, meaning you didn't win or lose anything, which is remarkable considering the odds there in today's game. I won a couple, you know, dollars here and there on the daily fantasy sports and then went up. I think my worst total of the year, uh, 2.77 units up, which is still great. I, I will never complain about making money to a grand total of 29.37 units up on the year. Um, so this is important too. If you follow our social media, you would know that we updated picks. So Abraham answer withdrew now on the live tour or so it's been rumored, which is just, you know, horrific. I'm does sure mean, I'll come around. Does that mean we can't sound the alert anymore? Has that officially been retired? I feel like we have to, it's, it's, it's not the same. I'll sound the alert if I feel necessary. Okay. All if right, if it right. comes around, um, Spieth got food poisoning. So 
if you were smart, you withdrew your bets um, on him because you never knew if he was just going to withdraw in hole three. Yep. So taking that into effect, um, Rory McIlroy, a huge push at the end, top 10, 1.4 units up. Munoz crushed the top 40. Keegan Bradley crushed the top 40. Davis Riley's a lock. The biggest um, one that really made me upset, Max Homa. I think he let a lot of people, even in the golfing, regardless of betting world down, I think that he obviously he'll bounce back, but that was one of the guys that uh, I had gone into it. And then obviously Fitzpatrick winning. I had him at top thir- or top 20 for plus 130. Sounds like I should have bet him a little lower. Holy moly. But we had a very successful week at the Turn Dog Golf Pod going into the Travelers. Do you have any final thoughts about the U.S.? Uh, well, there uh we won't did you go through your you went through all your bets on how you did on the bets and everything else i went through the bets i'm not gonna try to outshine the DraftKings and FanDuel daily gotcha. lineups because that there's nothing i could do at a top over five times return on investment yeah i went five or ten on bets basically broke even um not gonna stress on that uh again FanDuel was the big winner and this is not us like i hit well this week this is not gonna obviously be a weekly occurrence for me where i'm gonna finish fifth overall in FanDuel. Um, these are outlier weeks. It just makes it feel better because it's the U.S. Open, and obviously that makes things a little different. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna quickly run through our winners' picks last week. Jack had Rory with a parentheses on Xander and Max Homa. Uh, Rory was tied fifth. Xander tied 14th. Homa t 47th. Normally that would be a extremely impressive. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah. Let's um, get into this freaking winner's <laughs> pick by you. Are you so, kidding me? So I took uh, as my winner last week with Fitzpatrick with a parentheses on Zalatoris and then um, <clears throat> Sung JM. <clears throat> sorry, I think I choked. Oh, I'm sorry. First, second, missed cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what a yeah. bad. <laughs> so, so first, second, and a missed cut. Um, it worked out well. Again, I was heavy on a couple of a couple of guys, including Fitzpatrick. It worked out. Um. There you listen, go. Listen, <laughs> listen, that is good. Yeah, that is good. I know. I know Willie Z was more of a dude. I'm the biggest Willie Z fan. I'm officially signing the contract to join you in the official Will Zalatoris fan club, as my parents call him Jack Zalatoris, because they compare me and him now. Yes, you guys do kind of have the same almost frame but it's frame golf. Yeah. You name it, but so. I'm officially signed the paper to join you in the Will Zellatoris fan club. Um, sooner or later, I'll get you to join one of mine. Welcome to the party. All applications are welcome. Uh, once he wins, those are cut off and then you snooze, you lose. So See, join, yeah, you, join you joined. You I was a fan of him uh, prior to the bandwagon. And that happened. Yes. I know you came along much like everybody and I'm not calling it a bandwagon at the masters, yeah. but you stuck with it. If yes. you join now, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of Z. That's bandwagoning. That yes. is bandwagoning. And I guess it's, you know, good. He's he's awesome. But I, I mean, one T second at the Masters in 2020 or 2019. And and I was a fan. So yeah. I, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw him at, um you know, Rich Harvest Farms in the 2018 college champ. You know, you're like, Jack, shut up. Just let me. You know, did you notice, by the way, the the one gripe that everybody's always had on Will Zalatoris was his putting? Did you know what rank he was in putting this week? Uh, it's like two. Well, in the PGA Tour, it's like over two hundred, but I bet this week it was probably seventy first. He was fourth in what? Putting. Yeah, he was fourth in putting this week at the U.S. Open. He was no, the, I can't. He be. was he was the fourth best putter 
this past week at the U.S. Open. I wow. guarantee it. I, I legitimately wrote it down last night because I was like, there's no way. Everybody talks about how he can't putt. Everybody. Yeah, wow. So he, fin- he finished top five in putting last week. It makes no sense. I agree. I had to look at it twice, but he did. Um, wow. Quickly, wild picks for last week. Yeah, so yeah, eh, for Jack. Yeah, we we both lost them all. Jack had big guns versus the field, wire-to-wire winners, Xander top five, plus 750. Um, oh, at the end of round one. Um, yes. Nope, he was like seventh or something yeah, like that. I think he was like seventh or 11th or something wild. Uh, I had Cam Young top 10, uh, Davis Riley top 10, Xander top five. None of them played atrocious necessarily. No. Well, well, Cam Young did go quad hole in one. Yeah. Let's clarify there. That's <laughs> that, was, that was remarkable. That was hilarious. Um, but unfortunately, none of those hit either. Um, if you were listening at the end, we did e, the Audrey Arnau versus Ryan Fox kind of battle contest with one another. Uh, they both missed the cut. So it wasn't that exciting. In However, ter- you did get me on Thursday and you enjoyed a nice transfusion at the Jack Nicholas course. Yeah. Fox only shot like plus seven on Thursday and are now shot like plus eight. So it was a battle of who was the less atrocious golfer on Thursday. And I, I appreciated the transfusion. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you well, you are welcome. Gotcha. Are you ready to, uh, to go like an hour and a half away from where we were last week? I love the Travelers. I think it's the most underrated tournament of the year. It's going to be a stacked field. Yeah, I love it. So I love the fact that it is a stacked field because it's it's no it's no drive time. I mean, it's an it's an hour and a half from the Country Club. So all of a sudden, everybody that was there at, at playing at the U.S. Open last week was like, "Yeah, that's fine. I'll go run around and hang out for the week, and then play again this week." And then, unfortunately, that means nobody's going to show up at the John Deere next week. And then everybody will be at the open. I'll be at the John Deere. Well, yes, Jack will be at the John Deere. I might, I might sneak my way over there. We'll have to figure that one out. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this week we are at the Travelers Championship at the TPC River Highlands in Hartford, Connecticut. So, Which, you know, is both the second shortest course on tour and the second most attended non-major event of the year. Isn't that what, funny? What's the first one? I've no, oh, waste management. Waste management, correct. Yeah. So as Jack said, he's he, he, I'm telling you, he starts getting better and better at reading into my notes. Uh, this is a par 76 thousand. You send me your notes? No, but you oh. knew. You, I was just about to talk this. Par 76,950 yards. It is the second shortest course on tour. Jack, do you know the shortest course on tour? Just off the top of your head. Probably not. Shortest but. course on tour. Wait, is it a regular stop? I, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I think it's in Europe. Oh, in Europe. St. Andrews? It's uh, Port Royal. Port Royal. I wouldn't call that a regular tour stop, but I guess that makes sense. Sorry. Yeah. I just Google shorts to shortest ones. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. Um, last year's winner was Harris English. In the eight-man playoff or eight-hole playoff. That in was the, stupid. In the, the eight-hole playoff go against. Go on YouTube. Go watch that crap. That was awesome. I love it. I love playoffs. Kramer Hickok, right? Yeah. So uh, he wanted in a playoff. And I, it, based on my numbers, five of the last 12 years, this tournament has gone to a playoff, which well, is. I will be now checking the lines for a playoff. <laughs> So check the lines for a playoff. It will not be the worst option of all time. 
Um, there are a couple things to look for in this in this course. Strokes gained approach is usually like the most heavily weighted metric of all time. Not that it's still not important, but this week, because it's a shorter course, it can be a little more middle of the road. Jack's giving me a weird look because he's, I know he's probably looking at strokes gained approach still. I'm not saying don't look at it, but I'm just saying that this is a course that you can look at other metrics as well, whereas some weeks you only look at approach. So I guess I agree because this would be one of the courses that it's going to be a middle ground of a guy like Ches Reavy finishing top five and a guy like Scotty Scheffler, Roy McIlroy could just bomb it and get to a wedge. The, the, the one that I saw that you should really look for, in my opinion, is look for golfers that will generate birdie chances. This is what the, they call the, the birdie. <laughs> Davis Riley. Yeah. Davis Riley, obviously. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but this is what everybody refers to as a birdie fest. So I'm going to list a couple of names and then a couple of finishes. Uh, Brian Harmon is the first name that comes to mind. He has finished top 10 here four times since 2015. He plays very well here. Again, he's not a long hitter, but this is not a long course, so it does not matter. Uh, Mark Leishman is the second name I'm going to mention, and I'm sure I'm taking some of Jack's names. I apologize if I am. I am reading uh, the notes right off the bat of my uh, – it's funny. I, I We should start sending each other our notes because I'm literally going – Brian Harmon, Mark Leishman. I guess you can't read that. No, I see it. I know what you're talking about. But Mark Leishman has finished top 21 here four times since 2016. Can we go three for three? Brennan Steele. Brennan Steele. Yep, there it is. Has finished finished top 21 in seven of his past 10 starts here. And his other three, unfortunately, he did miss the cut. So he is kind of boom bust. Um, But he's predominantly boom. So that's kind of the the goal you're hoping for is that he's going to continue to do so. Dominantly boom. (laughs) That's what I guess what you're going for. I sound like um, who's the ESPN football guy. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Boomer. No, not Booger McFarlane. Um, No, not Booger. Uh, I love it. Everybody calls him Boomer. I want to say. Well, there is a, yeah, we will figure it out. That's fine. Yeah. What are you going to (laughs) do? All right, Jack, are you ready to, to, to run through this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the Travelers. I'm ready. All right. And just to clarify, everybody, there, uh, there's kind of a lot going on right now. Jack, Jack and I are obviously working, doing everything else. So Jack might have to bail out a few minutes early today. If he does, I'm going to have his picks. I'll go through. I'll send them out. But I'm sure he'll love to talk them all up right now and talk about how, how great all of his picks are and how he's going he's gonna to win it all now in FanDuel this week. That's what I'm going for. I mean, why not? I'm trying to get my return on investment, but um, let's go ahead, jump right into DraftKings, talk about guys. Um, range, obviously, 10 and 11,000, 10,000, Xander Shoffley, all the way up to Scotty Scheffler. I feel like we spend 30 seconds on this lineup and we say, you know, everybody has a guy in this lineup that they could pick and have it, you know, call it a day. Is there one guy that you would say, I'm looking in this spot right now that I would put ahead of everyone else? Because they're all good. I, JT is just such a metric guy. In every in every metric in, on tour, he's at least top like thirty. It's insane. So obviously, him being in this in this and not being the top guy makes him very interesting. So I think the metrics alone cause me to want to go to JT. So I guess I'll put him first, but really. It's, you know, it's one A and one B. I know what you're saying, but I just didn't know if there was one guy you were looking at in this core. I'm, I'm anti Patrick Cantlay, I guess. 
Really? I know he won here in what? 20, short course. 2013. It's a short course, but he scares me. I don't like messing with him because, because he's so inconsistent. One week he'll go off the next week. He'll miss cut. Yeah. And I know it's not a major, so he'll probably do well. But, <laughs> he's going to win it now. But I, I don't care. I'm staying away from him personally. Gotcha. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I would have, I, Justin Thomas is right there. I'm going to Roy McElroy. I think if you take wins away um, and take Scotty Shuffler out of the picture for the year, Roy McElroy is just dominating. Nine out of his 15 events this year have been top tens. Um, fifth last week, first to the Canadian. 18th at the Memorial, 8th at the PGA, 5th at the Wells Fargo, 2nd at the Masters. Guys on a tear, that's who I'm going for in this category this week. Hey, I mean, I I, I don't blame you. Rory, and he's a he's a solid choice. It's really hard to get away from him, and he's coming off a good week. So. Oh, yeah. And like I said, it's all these guys are good. You can make a case for everyone. I just didn't know if there's one guy that stood out for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rory, JT, I think are one A, one B. I think everybody else has maybe two. Yeah, personally, which is you. which is horrible to say about Scheffler because he just finished like fourth place. <laughs> what but, a bad finish! Yeah, yeah it's, gosh, Scotty, come on, man, only fourth place. You can do better than that. What are we doing here? So, all right, <laughs> are we getting into the nine K range then? Yeah, let me talk about this real quick. Let me. Right. Just... Sung J M at nine seven. All the way to <laughs> HV3, Harold Barner the third at nine. Honestly, smaller than we're used to. You skip Spieth. Spieth is nine nine. Oh, sorry. I didn't see that. Yeah. So I think there are a bunch of guys in here that are really, really good. I think the three guys that I'm focusing on is Spieth, Tony Finau, and Joaquin Neiman. Speed Finau and Neiman. Neiman's always a good choice. I feel like he plays pretty consistently well, makes a lot of cuts. Birdie fest. That's all I'm thinking. Like you said, yeah. Who are I, guys that are gonna attack the pin? You're right. I think I think Neiman, Neiman and Speed are probably are good options. Who's the third one? You like Tony? Tony Finau. <sighs> Tony, Tony's such a love-hate relationship with that dude. Cause like you want to pick him all the time, and then he falls apart and he doesn't exist anywhere. So his finishes just haven't – I mean, right now they've been good, but they're just not consistent enough for my liking. Gotcha. I want, to, I want him to be more consistent on tour as opposed to less. Uh, I'm not playing Keegan Bradley because all of a sudden now he's being hyped up and then people are talking about him again. This is the Keegan Bradley effect, remember? He plays well when nobody talks about him. He plays poorly when he's hyped up and people, people like him in a week. Yep. I've, heard, I've heard some buzz that people like him this week. I don't want to mess with him. Brooks Kepka, I'm sorry. Who are you? I haven't seen you in a major in a hot minute. Are you playing decently? Yeah, he not, gave up. Not really. Are you giving up? Yeah. Are you probably going to live to join your brother? Possibly. Why not? So I'm avoiding him. Um, by the way, you want to know who's kind of like who's kind of like Brooks Kepka? Zal Torres. <laughs> like 2014, 2015. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to speak that into existence personally. Um, I personally think also Seamus Power is a little overpriced um, compared to what they talk about in course and birdie fest. I feel like Seamus Power, if you really take a look at it, a lot of his finishes have been in these higher appreciated events where it's not a birdie fest. And he's just hanging with the dogs and 
two under, three under, which will get you leaderboards. Yeah, it gets you leaderboards. It's just not flashy. Yeah. So I I agree. I think that your pick of Neiman is probably my main choice. Um, Spieth being under 10K does make it interesting, but I would stick to those to those two realistically. Yeah. I just I think Spieth is a little under undervalued because of the food poisoning that knocked him out of contention for the open. So I think his price is a little underinflated. And I think it's probably a really good steal compared to the finishes if you just look at him. But you know, obviously it'll show itself in six days. The the real question is if he was able to heal up. If he's able to heal up from it and not have any lingering effects, I'm here for it. But yeah. I think that would be my reason that I'm staying away from him. Um all right. Well, I'm gonna be honest, I don't love the 9k range, but this top of the 8k range. Oh boy. 8K range is like you can make a roster here. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of did. Like I kind <laughs> I kind of made an 8k range heavy lineup, and I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, Davis Riley, Aaron Wise, Brian Harmon, Leishman, McCarthy, Mito Pereira. The goat Keith Mitchell. I was going to say, I don't want to say his name because if I do, I'm going to jinx it. But Keith Mitchell's in this range. Mc, oh, no, McNeely's 7K. Just kidding. I was testing. And uh, even Jason Day. Sorry, you're thinking McCarthy. I know what you're saying, though. Yes. But even Jason Day, this he's been consistent. You know, 31, 55, 51, 15. You know, he's obviously not having the best year of his career, but take a look at his price compared to what he can do. This This spot is dangerous. I think Jason Day's dangerous. I mean, do you remember at the start of the year when Leishman was like a 10K guy, though? Oh, yeah, I do. And then I continued to bet him. <laughs> and you continued to like him. Now he's down here at 8,400. With the, I mean, not that the guys he's around are bad by any means, but he was he was up near, what, Rom, Spieth, Xander earlier. He's all the way down here amongst, well, the quote-unquote scrubs, comparatively speaking. Yeah, I held on a little longer than I should have. Yeah, yeah, you did. But, you know, it's, it happens. We all have our... Uh, we all Speaking have our of holding on, <laughs> I'm going to bet Davis Riley for like the 14th week in a row because it's working. Yep. Don't If it's not broken, don't fix it. Like, honestly, Birdie Fest, this guy has like top 10 in birdies on the PGA Tour, birdie average. This is the guy you want. Um, Aaron Wise is coming off heck heck of two performances, even three going back to the PGA. Mito Pereira, obviously up-and-coming guy. Um, if you look at just his finishes outside the U.S., worth it. Brian Harmon, like we talked about, just great at this course. Leishman, McCarthy, Mitchell, J-Day. I mean, I can make a case for every single guy in this category. Yeah, I think this is the lineup where, you, in my mind, I'm putting probably three guys in this range in the lineup. Yeah. I might I pick one guy in the top in either the, the, the high 10K range, or if you're feeling really, really generous, you take like two low 9K guys and two 8K guys. But I would go heavy into this 8K range because these are guys with a lot of experience and have lots of good course experience on this. 100%. Course. Hundred uh, percent. Are you going? Are you going Kokrak? By the way, because he hasn't gone Live Tour yet, so he's he's he's. Still I think on he the, has. Uh, I mean, he he unofficially has, but he's only been playing PGA Tour events. He's this week. He's here in the Travelers. He's not going to Portland. I mean, that's a that's a good point. I I swear I heard his name there, but he's a guy too. that like, if you have 
exactly 8,000, he's going to fill your boots, make the cut, call it a day. I don't see him going out and winning because if you take a look, um, the lowest score that I'm seeing is, um, you know, like 65 one time, and then it's 68, 67, 71. So he's going to make the cut. Um, and if you have 8K, not a bad spot at all. But I think if you have 8K, you jump down a couple hundred to some guys in the high sevens. All right. Well, let's, who do you like at 7K then? I mean, obviously my best friend, Christian Bezwedenhout, um, really good. But Maverick McNeely, like, I just, yep. again, I don't understand some of the pricing. I think he's been here like the whole year. Um, Joel Damon's coming off a great year. Um, KH Lee is just right there. Like, it just, there's guys here that are just scary good. Yeah, honestly, this whole 7,700 name or lineup of three guys, Brennan Steele, Mavic Neely, Joel Dahman, like, I think all three of them are going to crush it this week. I have yeah. I have no qualms about putting any of the three of them in as my, what, potentially fifth guy? Yeah, why not? I mean, that's a, that's a great fifth guy that I'd say is 85% likely to make the cut. And then it's also good in terms of betting numbers if you're looking at betting guys because they've all – Joel's come off a good week. Mav McNeely is always consistent. And Brendan Steele has great course history here, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And then I also like guys like Aaron Rye, Sahith, the dream, the gala. Um, you have guys like Ches review. I talked about grace course, his well, great course history, Matthew Neesmith doing good. Um, Nick Hardy's coming off a great week. I like Ricky Fowler this week too. Um, I know he's let me down and let a lot of people down this year, but um, this might be a week he comes through, which I'm hoping for because he's it's golf's better with him in it. I I agree, but again, that is not that is one I'm going to let everybody else bet and figure out first before I jump on the uh, on the Ricky Fowler bandwagon. I mean, I don't I don't need to be I don't need to be the first one on. I can just tag along. Whoa, Ricky Fowler bandwagon! You went on the bandwagon ten years ago when he was winning PGAs or uh, players rather. The best part about Ricky Fowler was the fact that he wore something other than black, white, and red. Well, you know, the reason he did that was because of the college bet. Was it? I never actually figured all that out. That's the reason he wore orange every Sunday was because of a college bet at Oklahoma State. Oh, that's funny. But, you know, the last guy I'll talk about um, before we get into the 6K range, which, no offense, you shouldn't need to go there. Um, just because everything is actually genuinely really good price this week is this might be a week where Tom Hogue or Hoagie comes back. He was really, 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 really good. Then he's kind of tapered off a little bit, but this is a short course where, like you said, you don't necessarily need to hit the ball 320 on your drives. It could be a week he could bounce back, um, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a... Uh... He's definitely an interesting choice. I know that he's fairly inconsistent in terms of his finishes. Sure. 82nd, 86th, 93rd, 9th, 17th, 104th, 39th, 33, 32. Um, then that obviously the win coming back a little earlier than that. And then I'll just quickly go into the 6K range because you shouldn't be here with the genuinely priced. There's some good guys in seven. I think it's always really weird to see, but Matthew Wolf. 68 i'm not betting him but it's just you know cool to see but how about adam svenson adam talks about and austin smotherman right next to him we've had um, him a couple of times on dfs and he is not the worst play ever because he can usually sneak in a couple of cut a a couple of cuts made 
Again, yeah. not, not flashy, but bo- both Svensson and Smotherman always seem to make their way into the cuts every time. Yeah, and then last two guys, because I know it's, you know, obviously this is going to be a week where it's a lot higher. Kramer Hickok, who was in the eight-hole playoff last year, 67. And then David Lipsky, who is Mr. Consistent the last, you know, six, seven weeks, 6,700 as well. Um, there's There's guys down here that you could use. Um, that's not saying you should jump down here, but there's guys. Callum Taron had a really good week last week until he, well, he fell apart on Sunday. Hard. But, but prior to Sunday, he had a very, he had a very good week. All right, Jack. And then let's get into our DraftKings lineups for the week. Who do you have? I have Roy McIlroy at 11, Brian Harmon at 8-6, Denny McCarthy 8-3, Maverick McNeely 7-7, Chez Reavy 7-2, and Nick Hardy 7-1. Huh. Okay. Hit or miss, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a uh not the lineup you were expecting. Yeah, that's an interesting one, that's for sure. Um, all right. Well, I'll go through mine real quick. For DraftKings, I got Justin Thomas 10-8, Davis Riley 8-9, Mark Leishman 8-4, Brendan Steele 7-7, seven, seven, Sahith Agala 7-3, and our boy Austin Smotherman 6-8. Represent, baby. Oh yeah. So nice. And then I will read off my fan duel. Um Tony Finau, 11-2. Mito Pereira, 10-2. Brian Harmon, 10-1. Uh, Denny McCarthy, 9-7. Brandon Steele, 9-5. And Aaron Rye, 9-2. Going boomer bust. And as my good friend Liam says, hoping for a boom. Uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, we'll see. I, I'm kind of going all over the place, too. For FanDuel, I got JT at 11-8. I got Davis Riley at 10-6. I got Mark Leishman at 10-3. I got Brandon Steele at 9-5. Maverick McNeely and Lanto Griffin. Whew. I know. So I'm, I'm top-heavy, that's for sure. But I just need – I need, as Jack says, one of those bottom two to hit. And, and you're be, good. And I'll be in good shape. Nice. Well, while you're on a roll, why don't you uh, tell me about some sportsbook picks you have? So I have – I'm, I'm back down to, to normal numbers since it's not a major week this week. I'm doing six bets, uh, a mix of favorites and underdogs. I got Brendan Steele, top 40, minus 125. Mav McNeely, top 40, plus 100. KH Lee, TPC Lee, top 40, minus 110. Aaron Wise, top 40, is minus 140. Davis Riley, top 40, is minus 130. And then Leishman, I like at top 20 at plus 180. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I'm back down to normal numbers, too. I got 11. So I can probably get it done in one full breath versus two. Uh, (laughs) um, Rory, top 10, plus 100. Scotty, top 10, plus 100. Patrick Cantlay, top 20, was plus 145, um, which when I saw it, I freaked out. Um, because that's a mistake by the odds makers. So I lock that in. Um, Xander Shoffley at top 20 was a wash at minus 100. Brian Harmon top 20 was plus 170. Hoping for one of those weeks where he just shows out again. Joaquin Neiman top 20 plus 130. Tony Fino top 20 plus 170. Aaron Rye top 40 plus 140. 
Sahith Thigala, top 40 plus 140. Sam Burns, top 20 at minus 120. And Davis Riley at top 40 at minus 130. Um, when you get the Patrick Cantlay line, you're going to notice you probably are going to get it at a negative now comparatively. I'm going to take a look right now because I locked him in at plus 145 on draft. He is now minus 155. So that's the advantage of doing it when you can. Yeah. I mean, that's the, uh, that's, that's the way to do it. Uh, Cantley is going to be, he's going to be an interesting one this week. I thought about making it my wild pick to have missed the cut again, but I've already done it once. I'm not going back to the well. Did it work? It was, it was tempting. It was tempting. I'm not going to lie, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stay away from it for now. And you know what? We did wild card picks first last week and we won money. So we might as well continue the trend. Do you have any that you want to, you know, bring up or talk about or debate? So, all right. I, KH Lee top 20 is plus 300. Is that wild pick enough? Yeah, I think it's over plus 250 is considered a wild. Okay. All right. So I have KH Lee at top 20 for plus 300. That is going to be my wild pick. Hmm. That was right when the lines opened. I looked up KH Lee because, as we know, I have a theory with him on, on Pete Dye courses. And he was plus 300. And I said, that's my wild pick. That's what I'm going to do. Done. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to fight you on that one. I have two. Um, Ches Revy, top 20, is plus 450. Um, and then, as you know, we definitely looked, and Travelers Championship going into a playoff is plus 300. So Is it? Plus 300 for playoff. <sighs> I'm tempted to add that to my normal bets. Squad ride it. Yeah, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to add that to my normal bets. Playoff plus 300. So, it, it, and then if you wanted to do one stroke exactly, it's plus 250. Two strokes exactly, plus 350. But a playoff is plus 300. Yep. I'm all, I'm all game for a playoff. I think it's happening. And then if you go into plus anymore, yeah, three or main playoff or more, or three playoff plus 1,100, and four more players is plus 5,500. Jeez. That'd be wild if, if they're You can sprinkle. Guys. Could you imagine something like 10 bucks on that? I'm all for betting, but like good for you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Are we uh are we picking winners? Yeah, listen, Mr. 1A, 1B. <laughs> Kick it off. You earned it. You got the T box. Like you can't steal a T box and someone has a birdie. Uh, one one three holes in a row. You are not gonna like my pick this week. <laughs> As long as it's not Brandon Steele or no. Are you serious? It's Leishman. 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 Hmm. I'm, I'm going to it. And then I'm going to do a parenthesis on Joaquin Neiman. Stealing my guy. Talk about him every week. All right. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. <laughs> um, okay. So we did three last week. So I had three and you could tell me if you want me to narrow it down to two, but I had um Rory McIlroy's one I think he's so close I think this is a week where he just needs to get that win in his head trophy in hand um then I have Tony Finau as 1p and then if we were doing a little lower one then I had Davis Riley Tony Finau Davis Riley 
Yes, sir. All right. Gosh, I hate that I have to root against Rory this week. That sucks. And he's going to be all amping up for the Open, too. He's going to be on his A game. Oh, boy. But then uh, pick your third guy is Justin Thomas. You talked about him. Might as well throw him in there. Each nah, three. I'm going to stick with two. I'm going to stick you know with two. He's winning now, right? Yeah, I, that's I, like I the got thing. a good feeling, though. Because last time I had two, and then I snuck in third, and it was Sungjae, and he missed a cut. So I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick <laughs> yeah. with my two. That's the reason he missed the cut. Is because it was your third. <laughs> if I picked, if I picked one two and none else, then it looks way better than picking one two and a missed cut. So I'm sticking with it for now. Um, in terms of final thoughts, I am going to uh, abstain from the uh-huh. live golf event that is going on in Portland this week. I just need more research on how the event gets played and how all the logistics behind it works. I mean, I know it's a shotgun start, but I, I didn't get enough information from the London event to really sit, sit here and be able to give anybody true advice on the matter of it all. So I'm going to hold off on that for now down the road. We can probably throw in a couple names, but yeah. Um, well, first off, I can't bet that in Iowa, they, for whatever reason, they haven't said we can do that yet. Yes. I'm coming around more to the live tour. Um, I think it's still the way people defend it, describe it's bad. You know, people say it's good for the game of golf. No, it's not. You're just watering down the field. There's no women. So you're not growing it in a sense. Um, if people came out and said, like uh, Bryson did, I have a lot of respect for Bryson. He goes, you know, I could talk all day. It was a business decision. And as Charles Barkley, I think he went on record and said, if someone paid me a $250 million check, I'd kill a relative. Like, if you're honest and you say that's a business decision, I get it. Um, I just disagree with it being good for the game. Um, but it's because there's so many types of betting. So, because they have the team one. Yes. Um, I don't know what that is yet. I still haven't figured it out because I don't know if they're drafting every week because more people are joining. It's and and that's the tough part is that I need to just do a little more research on the back end of it because of the shotgun and the team aspect and everything yeah. else. It just makes it a little little more confusing on our end. Uh, we will get there, and I don't know how in depth we'll go. We might just do winner picks. We might do like a bet or two within the numbers, but just know that it, that it will be coming out that we will do some live tour betting on the side just to have some of the numbers, and we'll keep it relatively contained for now right now unfortunately there's not a lot of betting options for it so the pga tour is going to be our our big focus but we will throw some bets and some potential winner picks at the live tour events all right 100 and um you know just want to give a quick shout out just thank you to everyone always tuning in um think we're doing better like we said last week the algorithm's really picking us up and you know just really appreciate you guys tuning us in whether it be in your car or your phone just thank you very much yeah it's uh it's greatly appreciated we're glad to know that we're not the only golf nerds out here that really really hone in on all of all the betting of the information on this end so it makes it fun we appreciate it as always drop a follow let us know how how you're feeling who's winning this week just show support any way you can we appreciate it and let's go out there and win some money this week have a good one everyone deuces